Good evening, King of the Couch here again, gracing your ear holes yet again for a Monday evening. How the bloody hell are you? 8.44pm, 9th of September. Here we go. This is a, uh, it's a bit late for me to start, to be honest. I uh, I don't know what I was doing uh, tonight, but I feel like I'm a bit scattered today. It's been a bit of a hectic day. Work has been absolutely mental. It's good. I like it busy though. I like it when there's a lot of stuff to do. I don't like it when you sort of have shit, you know, hanging over your head, kind of keeping you awake at night. I don't though. It doesn't keep me awake at night. I really like my job. So that's all good. But was a fucking chaotic day. It's going to be a chaotic week. I've got a four-day work week at work. And then I've got a, uh, a little cheeky getaway to the Gold Coast this weekend. Catching up with a bit of family on Friday and then uh, mate's wedding type celebration it's not a wedding because he's getting married in england but for all the uh for all his aussie fucking good mates he wants to do a little shindiggy here so that'd be cool he lives down in miami on the gold coast so i'm sick i i am of course on the sunshine coast i'm always excited to get to the gc it feels like a massive road trip for me but uh look enough of those shenanigans let's get stuck into it where have we been what's been happening in my life the last few days Oh, I didn't really, I don't want to bring this up, I don't want to dredge it up again, but look, we've got to talk sport, I've got to talk sport for the next five minutes, we're at the, we're at the later half of the uh, the year, um, we're starting to approach finals football, which is, uh, it's always good, I love finals footy, who doesn't like finals footy, it's a double-edged sword, because um, your team may or may not get in, and on the back of that, footy has to come to an end, and then we've got to sit around for three, four, five, six months just wondering what the fuck we were doing with ourselves until it starts up again. My pop has a little saying, he, he loves sport, but he, he says he always has the days counted out until the next AFL game starts, and uh, he, he goes, oh, don't worry now, we've got test cricket, which is pop doesn't really fly with me. I hate test cricket, any cricket for that matter. But uh, look, let's get a little sport out of the way, so... We had we had a great game of footy on Friday night, by the way. It was the Roosters and the Rabbitohs. I, I really liked that game. That was a good game. My tips are all out the fucking window this weekend. Don't listen to me. I'm a shit tipper. I had picked the Roosters to win. They got beaten by six points. But anyway, it doesn't matter. They're not one of the teams I follow, but uh, they're not bad teams, of course. But we had the Brisbane. Let's start with the Brisbane Broncos. We had the NRL at 5.30. Firstly, the NRL is not normally on a Saturday threw me right off, I, I was like into the game, but wasn't into the game, and they were playing the Bulldog, and I thought, for sure they're going to shit on these, the doggies, you know, the doggies, they're going to shit on the dogs, but they didn't, the dog shit on them, Ugh, and it really was a dog shit game, I've got to be honest, as a fan, it was just hard to watch, Broncos are just so inconsistent this year, they have some really good games, and some really poor games, and look, I haven't been following them since the dawn of time, they've been around longer than I have, but they... They're just very inconsistent this season. And as a fan, it's really, really hard to watch because you know what they're capable of. But look, they got beat. I think they're playing again next week. I can't even think who they're playing in next week. So we're not out of the eight. We're in the eight, which is good. Sharks had a Sharks had a good win over the Tigers uh, on the game yesterday. So look, that cements the eight, I'm pretty sure. I don't know who we've pulled next week. I'll have to get back to you on that one. It might be the Eels, actually. But anyway... Brisbane Lions very disappointing. Um, we'll get to the Lions in a sec. Brisbane Broncos very disappointing. Enough shitting on them. They've had a they've had a hard year. Let's go to the Brisbane Lions. Look, I can't say 
enough good things about the Lions this year. They've really turned their season around. They have had a mental season. They've played so well. They've they've fucking smashing all the critics up and down the sidelines. There's there's no one there's no one that thought that they would get this far if you followed AFL. Anyway, that being said, they had a very very terrible game with Richmond Tigers on Saturday. I was really keen to get tickets to this one. I couldn't get tickets. They sold out before I even had a chance to get them. And look, I'm fucking glad. I'm kind of glad because I. I, I had to sit at home and watch it, and I was devastated here watching it. I could only imagine how devastated I would be if I'd spent a lot of money on the tickets and about a 1,000 beers at the Gabba because that's what I did here. I ended up drinking myself into a stupor because I was quite upset by the end of the game. But, look, they, they didn't play bad. It wasn't that they played bad. It's just that their 90% of their game was good. The, the last 10%, a.k.a. the fucking finishing, kicking it, getting the six points, they just couldn't do it. They couldn't fucking put the they couldn't pin the tail on the donkey there was nothing they were doing right there, there was so many shots they had on goal 20 meters 30 meters out right there it's their whole fucking game and then bang sprayed it to the left some of them didn't even get points it was ridiculous but look that's sport um the tigers played really really well um they had a they had i think they had the best stats in a quarter final ever a final series ever basically it was opposite it was like uh what was it the lions were four goals and then 18 behinds, fucking Brisbane behinds, and then Tigers had 18 goals, four behinds. It was unreal. They 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 were just on point. They couldn't have lost if they wanted to. So look, congratulations, Tigers. You earned that win. Lions will be back next week at the Gab of GWS Giants. I'm very very excited about that one. I think they're gonna they're gonna return to form here. They're gonna have a serious week with the coaches in the sheds. And uh, look, I am looking forward to that game. I'm gonna. Hopefully, wherever the fuck we are on Saturday night, there's going to be a television in the background I can keep staring at because I fucking don't want to miss that game. Anyway, sports out of the way. I won't touch on the UFC. I did a breakdown last night, UFC 242. I'm going to keep the UFC quite separate now because I do the breakdowns to the to the main show. So if you've missed that, go back and check it. It was the one I put up yesterday, episode 13, I think it was. Um, I'm changing the way I title this shit too so you can sort of be drawn to it very, very quickly without reading the descriptions of each podcast. But I will just highlight one thing that I did forget to say in the podcast. The announcement of the year, UFC 244 headliner, Nate Diaz versus Jorge Masvidal for the bad motherfucker belt. How sick is that? That's a fight fan's wet dream. I uh, I definitely uh, let a little bit of wee out of my pee when I heard that yesterday. That's cool. I can't wait for that. I think it's really cool too what the UFC have done because normally, uh, typically, they always have a a belt of some sort that is headlining the main events. They couldn't make Colby Covington versus Kamaru Usman for whatever fucking reason. It really pisses you off as a fight fan. These guys, like, they're there, they pine for it, they talk shit to each other, and it's always in the headlines. And yet, they just can't seem to make this fight, so it's very annoying, and I don't know who is holding this up, but... Nevertheless, Dana White has come through. The MMA gods have come through. They've made this fight, and Dana White himself actually said they're gonna. He's gonna make up a special BMF belt, the bad motherfucker belt. So I can't wait to see that. Anyway, UFC done. Go check out episode yesterday, episode thirteen, I believe it was two forty-two. Oh, all right. What else has been happening? I don't know what's going on in Queensland right now, but there's fucking bushfires everywhere. The whole state's on fire, which is really, really terrible to see. But it's just they've just these fires have just come out of nowhere. I haven't really look. I don't watch the news. I don't really read into the news. I should have googled it before I jumped on the podcast, so I had a bit more fucking information to talk about about these bushfires. But 
look, I feel really, really terrible for people that are losing homes, and I feel really, really terrible for the Australian wildlife. Think about the animals, everybody. Look, if it's come, look, it's windy as fuck out there, and I know the wind doesn't help, and it doesn't fucking help me with my uh, my temperament because it's the shittest of elements, and it doesn't help these fucking bushfires. But if it's started by an arsonist, and I and I think I was talking to a friend about this, and I think he seems to think there was an arson attack. If you're an arsonist, you're a piece of shit scumbag. You, you know, like, I was going to put this down as a punchable offense, but it, it deserves something way more than a punch. It's almost like an executable offense, let's be honest. It is a fucking low, low thing to start a fire, purpose-lit fire that's going to hurt people and wildlife and shit like that. I'm not talking about a bonfire in your backyard that's going to be okay and controlled and things like that. Just little fucking fuckwits going out and starting fires that are going to destroy forests and fucking bushes and all that sort of shit don't do it don't be a fuckwit you're an idiot if you are lighting fires and look this is not a chip at smokers at all but look don't flick your butts out the window i was talking to someone else about this today that could be that's a thing you know i'm not a smoker i have smoked before and i probably have smoked it and i regret fucking flicking a butt out the window thinking i was fucking james dean cool because i'm not it's not cool put the fucking thing out in your car so i keep a little can or some bullshit in your car just put it out if you have to smoke that's fine put it out don't throw it out there that's that's one way that the fucking bushfires gonna start so look firefighters working overtime get that shit put out on the back of these fires, though, I, it took me a few days to realize what was going on because you can't really smell them, but, like, my eyes just started going apeshit. They're watering, just, like, watering out of my head. And the skin on my hands, or my whole body, is just drying out. Today, first world problems, I have this tiny little mouse, and I do a little scrolling. I, I email and phone. That's pretty much a lifeline day-to-day. The old finger just kept sc- scooting off the mouse, scooting off the mouse. First world problems, I know, but I was fucking furious. I went out to Beck. I vented, of course, after when I was making my eggs this morning. I've tried to fix the problem at about 10 a.m. I've fucking moisturized my hands. I shouldn't have moisturized. I should have moisturized them straight out of the shower, given time to, you know, the the moisture to soak up, so to speak, in my hands because what am I going to do with these moisturized hands? That's even worse. I'm now, it's got sticky everywhere on my laptop and the, and the mouse. I've then had to go wash my hands again, dry them off. Look, very, very small problems. People losing homes and wildlife for uh, being burnt out there alive, the poor, little, the poor little critters. Think about the animals, people. Think about the, think about the houses. Think about everything. I'm getting off on a rant here. Feel bad for the bushfires. Get them sorted. Fuck off wind. <laughs> what else do we do on the weekend, though? I went off on a tangent there. I'm sorry. We we had a pretty quiet weekend. I've got to be honest. It was good. The last few weekends, Beck and I have been just smashing it in terms of smashing the wallet, spending money. We People say we're spending money we don't have, but we are spending money we have. We just don't have it this weekend to spend. So we had a very, very quiet weekend. We... Beck, um, she runs her own business. This this is a little plug for her. Be Free Home Lifestyle Management. Go and check them out on Instagram, Facebook, all your good uh, social media outlets. And she, look, I don't want to, I don't want to go on about it too much because I don't want to do it just just justice. Go and check it out. But basically, it's like decluttering, home organization. Uh, she's going to help people when they they move to sort of downgrade and and you know restyle their homes she wants to get into um, real estate sort of styling and things like that a whole lot of stuff it's very cool what she's doing she's very very passionate about it and I can't uh, I can't be more proud of her but um, one of the one of the cons of living with a declutterer is that she basically just is always decluttering and always organizing so we clean the house one day the next day it's fucking disgusting again and she's having a meltdown it's not really disgusting she just thinks it is but 
what I'm getting at is we spring clean. Evidently, it is spring spring now, so what a better time to do your first spring clean. Realistically, we've done probably three or four already this year, but I was getting a bit tired of some of my clothes. She was the same. I've got fucking jackets and shirts in there that you just you just end up keeping these fucking things around. I've got a whole bunch of band shirts. I'd still wear them if I could, but I, I bought a lot of them when I was a fat ass and I've lost a lot of weight and they just they just swim on me and it's not a good look anymore, you know, like so I thought let's let's we'll we'll get rid of these. We'll either we'll charity them, but you know what, like I thought we could make some money here. People love band shirts, especially we live on the coast, there's these old vintage looking motherfuckers getting around. People froth on that. These shirts that look like they're, they're tattered and shit, they're worth so much money. But look where we get our coffees at Dave's, uh, Dave and M's Coco Loco Club, we uh, they got a little driveway there, and we mentioned it to Em, and she let us take all our clothes down there and, and sell them over the weekend. A couple of the girls there, um, Polly, one of them, she she had a whole bunch of clothes to sell as well. So it was really cool. So we took our shit down there on Saturday morning, and we just sort of set up. It was windy as fuck. It was terrible, but we did it. We uh, we went hard. We had nothing else to do. Anyway. So we went down there, had a few flat whites, um, and made us some, uh, made us cooked us up some waffles and ice cream. What a what a top chick! Didn't charge us. What a legend! And um, look, we did all right. Made a hundred bucks. I uh, I'm just highlighting here. I was, was hustling hard. I'm like an entrepreneur. I'm like what Gary V's talking about. I'm out there just fucking hustling. Hundred bucks on a Saturday morning. We didn't spend a hundred bucks. We made a hundred bucks. What a bunch of legends! But it was cool, you know. And I had all these band T-shirts. And as soon as I put this one jacket out, Emma's was like, "Oh fuck, we're going to Japan in a month." Dave could use this jacket. Dave, you've got a new jacket when you get home if you're listening. And uh, yeah, it was just really, it was cool. You know, it was fun morning. Like I'm not out there just scraping for pennies, but we had nothing else to do. It was fun. All I'm trying to get at is we were going to throw some shit away, but we ended up flipping it, making some money, and um, we had a good morning. Like I said, coffees. We had a lot, we met a lot of the locals that we've been fucking passing by for the last two years but never actually really spoke to so we, we made some new friends that was cool uh the little boys down there the the, the two coco loco kids uh eddie and louie they made a little sign up 50 cent pats for frank but they were booming they made a few dollars kids were going great that's the kind of entrepreneurship we want uh, in these young guns coming up the, the ranks of australia they're the future these kids because that was really cool so beck and i were stoked with that then we caught up with some uh, friends or maddie and michelle I know, Michelle, you're listening to this. Shout out, Michelle Johnson. What a legend. Maddie, I know you got to listen. You told me you didn't listen, so please listen, mate. Anyway, it was good catching up with you guys. I, uh, I offered him a beer at about 11.30. It's so good. It's so good having a beer. I've talked about it before, and I'll talk about it again, but it's just so nice to get a good friend. You don't catch up with them that much. And uh, you just pick up where you left off. And these are the kind of relationships we have with these people. Michelle and, and Beck are like best mates. But you know, Maddie's a good he's a good he's a good egg, you know. I was like as soon as he walks in the house, I was like, mate, do you want a beer? And he's just like, Yeah, no, I want a beer and I was like, Fuck yeah, we are having some beers. It was about eleven thirty on Saturday morning. So we did that, then went down to the pocket, had a few more beers and mate, the banter was just at an all time high. It was just so good. It was such an impromptu weekend. Look, the Broncos and Lions kinda did a little dampener on it, but that's okay. I'm not let's not drag their good name through the mud. But uh no, that was really cool and um we just had a nice home weekend so nothing really to report on in terms of you know craziness and things like that but it was just good to uh be at home with the family on the ranch and and just relax before we go and have a mental weekend this weekend now i've got a couple of questions i got on instagram i want to get to them closer to the end of the show i have got 
two good news stories coming up. I'll talk about them later in the show because I, I think I missed it last week. Even with Dave, I think I missed it. Maybe we talked about it, but I definitely missed it the last couple of weeks. But sort of a couple of cool things this week I wanted to share because I love doing that. Well, I think I want to get into music for a little while. It's uh, it's a passion of mine. I haven't really dedicated a lot of these shows to a lot of music. Of course, I did the one Slipknot album review. There's so many I want to do. I feel like I need to add in another podcast once a week. I'm just, just trying to find that time when to do it. Maybe just a 20-minute one on the weekend just to break down albums and things like that. I always go into these podcasts thinking, pardon me, the old nab's going straight down the wrong hole. I'm burping up everywhere. I, I go into these podcasts... And look, I do listen to people's feedback and stuff. I get people that like the longer podcasts, I get people that like the shorter podcasts. So I, I kind of want to mix it up, you know. And I go, look, in my head, I'll do a 20, 25-minute tops. But I just can't do it. Even yesterday's UFC breakdown, I'm like, I'm going to I'm gonna bang out a 20-minute breakdown here. I end up talking for 35 minutes. Like, I've nearly doubled what my intentions was. And I just, I just get so enthusiastic about talking. And I like to talk. So I just keep fucking talking. But nevertheless... Let's dive in and talk music for a little while, in particular live music. It had occurred to me after this new announcement of a, of a music festival that I haven't seen live music in so long, and I really want to get back to seeing live music. I had a good discussion with Beck about it. She was the one who actually brought it up, to be honest. I've I got to be honest. She was just like, look, you want to go see bands and things like that. It's a passion of yours, and you really should do it more. And I think, yeah, I'm going to do that. I am going to do that. So... And this is, look, it just comes off the back of all these fucking good bands just coming to Australia and they just keep announcing them and I just haven't been buying tickets. But the first one I want to highlight is the is the announcement of the Good Things Festival. I think this is only their second year, to be honest. I know Stone Sour um, and The Offspring were on last year and the Dropkick Murphys were there. A couple other cool bands there. I missed it again. I didn't go. I don't know why I didn't go, but anyway, I didn't go. But just out of the blue, they've announced the Good Things 2019 lineup and it... Look, it's a bit of a fucking banger. I'll be honest, there's a few bands on there I don't really give two shits about, but the majority of the lineup is sick. I'm going to just run through the bands that I would see here. But basically, starting right at the bottom, you've got The Damn Things are on there. I probably see The Bennies. I've seen them before. We've got Viata's Murder. I've checked them out. Real Big Fish. I've checked them out. I just Googled this chick. Her... I, it was her name's Poppy. I actually thought it was a speller a spelling mistake for Puppy. I got really excited about because they're one of my favorite bands at the moment and favorite albums of the year. But anyway, it's a girl named Poppy, but she looks pretty cool. I think she's supporting Bring Me the Horizon at the moment. She's quite fucking interesting. Go and check her out. Probably see her. Uh, who else we got? Coheed and Cambria. Uh, I'd probably see them live. This band Skeggs, they're pretty cool. I'd see them live. Trivium are on the bill. I'd see them. Bad Religion. I'd see them. Then we got the headlines. We got Simple Plan. I haven't fucking listened to Simple Plan since I was a kid. Ironically, that song that I used to get down with was that song. I'm just a kid and I know that it's not fair. I hope you know that song. It was a banger when I was fucking 12, but I don't know what it's like when I'm 30. But I could see them. And then, of course, we got Brisbane's Brisbane Suns, Violent Soho. I love Violent Soho. Actually, one of the shirts I sold over the weekend was a Violent Soho sh- shirt that I sold out of. I've sold two of their shirts, actually, because I was so fat and can't fit them anymore. But that's because they're too big, not because I'm too big for the shirts. You know what I'm saying. But I have never seen Violent Soho. I'm pretty sure they got a new album coming out this year, so that'll be this is their first sort of thing to kick them back into the spotlight. Then we've got A Day to Remember. I don't know much about A Day to Remember. My cousin, Alan... Big fucking fan of the show. Shout out Alan Mickle Ravy. 
he uh, he loves a day to remember. I'm pretty sure. We I think we saw them when we were at the download fest, but I don't really know their stuff. I'd have to revisit them. And then, of course, the fucking mighty Parkway Drive. I've never seen Parkway Drive live, and I really want to see them live. So just with Parkway Drive there, that that alone makes me really want to just drop everything and buy tickets. A good friend hit me up the other day and said, he'd buy me a ticket, and I was like, yeah, 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 and I fucking thought about all the life shit that's going to get in the way, and, you know, it's not until fucking December. I'm getting, I think I'm getting ahead of myself, but... Anyway, I turned him down on the ticket and I sort of regretted it and I, I think now I'm going to have to go buy a ticket because he, he's off there on his own. I used to do the same thing. You you would, you know, if you could find people to go to these music festivals with, that was good. But a lot of my good friends, they don't really get down with the sort of heavy music that I get down with and that's okay. I'm not holding against them in their shitty music taste. But, you know, if you want to go to these music, if you want to be a fucking fan and you want to support the bands, sometimes you just got to go it alone, you know, and... um that's what I'll, that's what old Jared was going to do, and I think I'm going to get a ticket and go with him and just have a fucking good old day with it. I think there's a couple of bands. Veronica's are on this bill. The fucking Veronica's they seem way out of left field, but I got nothing against them personally. I won't be going to see them, but um, more power to them. I hope they have a really good show. But Parkway Drive, Violent Soho, Trivium, their old stuff's good. The new stuff I'm not sold on. Skeggs I'd really like to see, Bad Religion I'd like to see, The Artist Murder would be fun, and The Damn Things, and Real Big Fish. So there's enough there for me to warrant 160 or 180 bucks, whatever the ticket is, which is pretty good for a music festival. So yeah, Beck, Beck I think has talked me into it. She thinks I should keep go to him. I used to always go to the Soundwave, Fest, Soundwave festivals that, uh, that Australia had on to offer. AJ Matter was the guy that started those. He got so good at just putting on festivals and then... I don't know what happened. I remember he tried to just get get a little bit greedy, I think, and he tried to set up a second, I think it was called Revolution Fest. He tried to set it up in the same year as, as doing a Soundwave festival. Look, I don't know what it's like putting together a music festival. Add it to my add it to my fucking long-term life goals to set up uh, As a Palooza, the King of the Couch Fest. That 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 could be a real thing one day. But I can't imagine it's easy, right? You're dealing with all these different bands, management, record companies, producers, all this sort of stuff, and I know it would be difficult to talk to them. But anyway, this guy just built this festival from scratch, and it got really, really fucking good. I think I went to five of them, five of them in a row, and they were just so good. Every year they got better and better and bigger bands and bigger bands and bigger bands. Then he all of a sudden pulls out this fucking wild card. He's going to do a thing called Revolution Fest, which looks sick. It had Van Halen, the original Van Halen they were the headliners. I've bought a ticket for it. And whatever happened, the festival shits itself. It's run out of money. Bang. This this guy's just fucking pissed away all the money. He was worth like multi, multi, multi millions. And he just fucked it right up. So I feel so bad for the Soundwave Festival fans like myself because we don't get to go to these fucking awesome festivals anymore. But I was so stoked when I saw this because music festivals, like good music festivals, are fucking fun as shit. And I, uh, I think I need to go. I'm going to get a ticket. Hold me to that, lovely listeners. I'm going to get a ticket. I often wear... I hadn't worn it for years and years and years, and I just dusted it off, and I wear it like nearly every day, my Donington Download Festival shirt. And that was one of the funnest, funnest five days of my life. It was me, my brother, uh, Jake Thompson, my my lovely loyal follower, Alan Mickle, Ravy, the Irish madman. And my dad was there and with his partner at the time. They were, we were camping. They were staying um, at like a, like a hotel bed and breakfast type thing. 
It was like 100,000 people, 100,000 fucking sweating metalheads just pounding beer for like five days straight. That was the fucking best show. There was ACDC headlining. We had Rage Against the Machine headlining and Aerosmith were headlining. It was just absolutely mental. I saw so many good bands, so many good memories. Actually, one of the Steel Panther shirts I had for sale on the weekend um shout out steel Panther. They, they got a new album coming out they're fucking fun as shit to see live i've seen them twice but i remember i bought this shirt when i was over there and i wanted it to look more metal because metalheads we don't wear sleeves it's all tank tops so i bit into this shirt and then ripped it off just like fucking hulk hogan ripping his shirt anyway every person that looked at that steel panther shirt on the weekend they got that story don't worry about that they got that story it didn't sell didn't sell but uh, i've still got the shirt so who knows, I might pull it on again for the Good Things Fest, which I'll be going to. But there are so many, so many good bands coming. I'm just, I've got a list here in front of me. There's so many. I've already missed so many. I missed Danko Jones on Friday night. I was really gutted about that. It, look, I think why I don't go is because, one, I'm, I've got a family now. I've I got a, you know, I am selfish. I can be selfish, don't get me wrong. But I have to think ahead about the fucking family. And not only that, we've got the shared accounts. Beck can see everything I do, so I can't just go and spend money. I have to come up with a reason before i spend it but she's very cool she's very lenient and uh well look we're not fucking poor we're not rolling in it but i can afford these shows so let's fucking go and do it let's make some fucking memories i'm gonna run through this list though because there's so i'm getting a bit sniffly here sorry there is there's so many good bands coming out over this next six month period just to name a few some you might know some you might not i've got four here that i really want to see this frank carter and the rattlesnakes right at the top of that list I've never seen Frank Carter. He, of course, was the the original Gallows singer, and he had Pure Love, and now he's got Frank Carter and the Rattlesnakes, um, and they're so good. I love everything that Frank Carter's done. Uh, I really do, starting with the Gallows. Um, I saw Gallows, actually, at Soundwave Festival. But it was just it was like six months after he left the band and they had Wade McNeil from Alexis on Fire singing. And that was a fucking good show. Seriously, that was a sick show. It was in this fucking room at Soundwave. It wasn't even outside and it was just ball to the wall. It was so hardcore. And uh, I just remember Wade McNeil, there was cops lining the outside of this this venue and he just fucking ripped into these cops for whatever reason. I don't know what he's got against cops, but he did not like him that day. And it was so fun to see. And these cops were just like, oh, we're not getting involved here. But it was so good. That was they think they played like seven or eight songs and just fucking ripped that place apart. So I've never seen Frank. He's been out here twice. I've missed both shows for whatever reason. Once I think it was away and once I just didn't pull my fucking finger out and get a ticket. But this time around, I'm going to get a ticket. I think I'm going to go with a good friend up here. Call him Uncle Hingy. He, uh, he's actually just moving into Moffs, and I'm hoping to get him on the show next week. If he's around next week, Hingy, brother, if you're listening, I want you on the show because you've got some crazy shit going on, and I want to hear all about it. We all want to hear all about it. But Frank Carter and Rattlesnakes, they've got their third album. It's just come out this year. Their first album is absolutely insane. It's my favorite album. I like all of them. I like them all for different reasons. This new album's good. It's not one of my immediate favorites, but I love that first album. I love the second album, and I do love the third album in a different way, but... Frank Carter at the top of that list. We got to go. And then I just seen that Liam Gallagher, the famed Oasis singer. He's just announced an Australian tour on the back of his new album that's coming out very very soon. Uh, look, I l- love him, hate him. I love him. Uh, some people really don't like Liam Gallagher, but if if you like Oasis, then you, you're gonna like Liam Gallagher. I love Oasis. I mean, there's not many people that don't love Oasis, but all his solo stuff's really really good. Um, 
well, when I say all his solos off, his one solo album is really, really good. I uh, I rated it heavily. Look, he had a lot of people helping him write that album, but it was a good fucking album. So I really want to see Liam Gallagher. So I think I'm going to get to that show. Milky, I know you're listening. Let's get tickets for that, brother. Shout out Milky again because this motherfucker just bought tickets. He, he, he didn't even invite me, but we're going to go. He bought a ticket for his dad. God love his dad. The Darkness. We fucking love The Darkness. I've seen them live twice and, again, two of the best shows I've ever seen. Uh, yeah, the last time we saw him, Milky will contest to this, and I, I, I have no idea it was just meant to be. It just wasn't meant to be, but Justin Hawkins is singer. He got on someone's head. He got on someone's shoulders, went around the uh, auditorium at the Tivoli, playing his solo. We were on the set. It's like got a veranda thing in the Tivoli in Brisbane, and uh, me, Milky, and his dad, we were, we were on the edge. Justin's signal that he wants to climb up. He's right under me at this point. He's kind of, me and Milky have grabbed him, and he's just like, yeah, we're cheering. We're going fucking apeshit, fanboying hard. I've managed to get the old iPhone bloody 2 out. Take a selfie. We were both looking at it. I don't know what's happened. We've clicked it the best moment of my life at that point until my daughter was born, and I don't know what happened. The photo just didn't take. It just didn't work. It was just a white light. It was like God just got in the way and was like, I'm fucking shitting on this photo. You're not having it. So we didn't get the photo. Justin, I'm going to have to get that photo next time, mate. But I love The Darkness. They are just one of the funnest bands going, one of the best bands going, I think. Look, a lot of people don't like The Darkness because they think they're sort of taking the piss a bit. Yeah, if they are or not, that's okay. I'm taking the piss a lot too, so don't worry about it. But I really want to see The Darkness. They're playing at the Tivoli again, which is a sensational venue in Brisbane. Yeah, going to get tickets for that. And the other one on my list, uh, a lot of people listening probably wouldn't know this band. They're called The Backyard Babies. They're a Swedish band, one of the best sort of rock bands going, in my opinion. Their new album, look, it isn't so strong as a couple of songs I, I, I like off it, but their whole discography is sick, you know what I mean? Their first album, Total 13, is just like one of those albums that I always, always play. When I was like, my dad uh, bought their album, Making Enemies is Good, when we were like, I was like mid-teens, and... Uh, I just fell in love with these guys. The front cover was so sick. I still look at it and go, fuck, what badasses, you know what I mean? The singer's got rocket tattooed on his stomach. He's covered in tats. Dragon, he just looks absolutely badass. They just look like pure rock and rollers, and their music's good, and I know it will be a good show. So I think I'm not sure if I'm going to go to that one. And the only reason I'm not sure I'm going to go to that one is because it falls on October 6th, which is the Sunday after UFC 243 next month. And at this point, it's not been set in stone, but we're looking at going to the UFC, uh, Jordan and Matty Lancashire. So, look, those guys are kind of funding the tickets. So I'm kind of vicariously living through them and, and making <laughs> waiting for them to make a decision. Look, if they do, that's cool. If they don't, that's cool. Um, but look, i got to chat to them about that. But that would be the only reason I wouldn't go see the Backyard Babies. So if, that, if, the, if UFC falls through, I'll be at the Backyard Babies because I haven't seen them ever. I think this is the first time they've been in Brisbane or Australia for about 15 years. So... Look, just get more live music in you. Beck really fucking made me think about it the other day, and I was like, yeah. And I haven't ever seen it. I've never seen a live music with Beck, so that's something I want to do with her because she loves music as well. I'm trying to, trying to, was trying to think back who the last band I would have seen was, and I actually think it was. There's look, there's about three or four bands. That are, they're all in the same year, I reckon. So we'll go through them. But the first, the last one I think I saw was Sticky Fingers, um, and that was a fun show. That was. 
I went and saw that with my old housemate, Zoe McConville, and we had such a sick night. Zoe and I used to party pretty hard. This is And this was at the height of my uh, my partying days. I had the long hair, I had the fucking stupid bucket hat, like the singer of Sticky Fingers, and I was really just fucking living, living large with a crap mustache and long hair and a huge gut. And we went to this show one night, and we just were so pissed. We just literally got wrecked, and it was the, it was the funnest night we had. We had such a good night, me and Zoe. She actually, they're doing a tour and she flicked me the, the, the tour announcement and we were just like, uh, do we go? Who knows? I'm a father now. I can't just be growing my hair out and getting pissed at these concerts all the time. Maybe a couple times a year, but Sticky Fingers was the last band I saw. There was a couple others that really ring to mind that were all very quick. I saw, I saw Black Sabbath, which was huge. I saw Arctic Monkeys, which was sensational. And I saw a double headliner. This was unreal. It was Nine Inch Nails and queens of the stone age oh my god so good those last four bands i just said they're all very different but they're all fucking sensational i mean they were all so good for their own reasons i love queens of the stone age and that that queens and nine inch nails double headliner was just unreal someone bought me tickets um for my birthday and i ended up just going to the show alone my housemate was there but he had a totally different area so i just sat there and i was like perfect viewing and it was the first time i'd ever sat at a concert i believe on my own or ever sat at a concert and then been to a concert on my own and um outside of sound waves of course and it fuck it was good i just i remember i just got a few drinks there and i just sat there and was just in awe of nine inch nails and i'm not a i wasn't a massive nine inch nails fan but after seeing nine inch nails live fuck me dead i became a fan they were so good and then queens of the stone age who i love every one of their albums for they're all so different they were just so good um such showman, such a fun show. They were just so good, and that's the thing about live music. It's if you if you listen to if you've listened to an album, right, and you've got it in your iPod or whatever the fuck you're listening to it on, it sounds good. If it sounds good, it's going to sound a hundred thousand times better live. Generally, in my in my honest opinion, and even bands that you're a bit iffy on, if you see them live, it can really it can really turn you. Um, of course, there's still shit music out there, and it's going to be shit live. But there's been bands that I've come across and seen live, and gone like like Nine Inch Nails, not ruled them out, just never could really get into them. Seen them live now, and I'm just like, holy fuck! Like I've got a a, a huge new respect for them. So, look. I urge if you like music, go see more live music. The bands need it. They need the, all the support they can get because they don't make any fucking money with album sales and shit anymore. But I will be going to good things at this point and all those bands I've listed, I will hopefully be going to see them all touch and go on the backup babies with UFC 243. But, oh, God, it feels good to talk about music. That was a good 10 or 15 minutes about music. I get so G'd up, so fucking passionate talking about music. It really makes me excited. Back in the day, actually... I'm gonna I'm gonna segue into these questions right now, but this just reminded me of one of these questions. I I always wanted to work in a record store, and now they've obviously died out. Everything's going digital, but I always did. I just wanted to go and be in a place where I could talk about music all the time. You know, that was that was like my job, and uh, I kind of am using the podcast in a way to do that. I said I want to take this podcast as far as I can, and I've got heaps of things off the back of it, but. It would be a fucking dream if someone was just like, hey, this is a classic rock. This is Metal Hammer magazine. This is whoever it is. This is louder. This is fucking, it doesn't matter. They would call me, pick me up and say, hey, we want you on to talk about it. Banger TV, Sam Dunn, those guys. I love all that shit. I'm getting off topic again. This this show's just getting off topic. But anyway, let's go through these questions. I did a stupid little post when I was at the gym 
in between sets, in between getting fucking swole, I put it out to the people. I used the wrong word. I said topic, not questions. I really meant questions. But here I go. I got three. I'm not a huge superstar yet, and I'm going to be honest because there's uh, well, there's no point in lying to yourself and the fans. Uh, we will grow. Organically, we will grow. So don't worry about it. Michael Rush. Shout out to Michael Rush. He asked for a shout out. And, sir, you're going to get one. I know you're a huge listener. You're a huge, uh, huge man. You're a great cyclist. You're a good friend, and you have a lovely head. It's a... Uh, Shaped like a bullet, a good-looking bullet, and I like you and your body and everything you've done for me. Uh, so shout out Michael Rush. Now the other two, they're a bit more serious, of course. My good friend James Morell, aka Mames Jarrell, on Instagram. He's a real piece of shit. Um, he has asked me. He just said Brexit. Uh, that we want to talk about Brexit because I said don't be shy about what you ask, and he has come through with Brexit, the motherfucker. Now I like to think I'm a fairly smart sort of person. The things I know about, I know about well and I'm passionate about. Brexit, I know nothing of. Um, Social, political issues, I know nothing of, uh, nor do I care. It's something I really just can't get behind. I've got to be honest here, I I put two and two together, you know, it's not, it's, uh, I don't care what anyone says, it's a great little marketing name, Brexit. The marketing department at the, uh, the government was just working overtime that day, weren't they? They were like, okay. Britain has to exit the European Union. What can we call it? What can we call it? Old Derek, he pipes up in the background. Hang on. Britain, exit, Brexit. And they just applaud Derek, and I believe he's now he's now like 2IC to the CEO, so good on Derek. He come up with it. So that's about as much as I know about Brexit. It was, a, it was two words put together to... Um, to draw a response from people but i have no idea james what it's about it looks like according to wikipedia that uh, it's the withdrawal of the united kingdom from the european union i know what the uk is i don't know what the european union is i'm guessing it's kind of like their team of countries uh they seem to be fucking dragging this out out uh, dragging it out and out and out i know prime uh uk have a new prime minister boris johnson he's kind of looks like a Kind of like a retarded Donald Trump. That's about as much as I know about that guy. He's a bit fatter, a bit uglier, and his hair's equally as shit. So, yeah, Brexit. Thanks, James. Um, you're going to be in the podcast too, and I'm definitely going to put you on the spot as well with some with some bullshit. Uh, better than Brexit. But hey, mate, I hope you're doing well. Uh, thank you for uh, tuning in and playing. Uh, last one. This one's a this one's a doozy. Henwood Concreting, a.k.a. Nick Henwood, he's just responded with CONCRETE in capital letters and an exclamation mark. So he's serious. He seriously wants me to talk about CONCRETE. And where do I start with CONCRETE? Um, look, it's it's a great substance. Um, you don't want to eat it. You walk on it. It's very hard. You don't want to fall on it. It hurts if you fall on it. Um, it's durable. Um, you know, I wouldn't walk in it when it's wet. I would only walk in it when it's when it's a tough, uh, when it's set, that's what they call it. But look, I know Nick; he's a good, he's a good little boy. Um, I uh, he also is good looking, and he's he's quite a cheeky little young fella. But uh, he runs a, a little business called Henwood Concrete. I'm checking check him out. He loves just pouring crete. He loves it. He lay a slab, drink a slab. The old concrete is credo. He loves it. But I um. This is what I'm going to I'm going to round out the show a little bit with this. I'll talk about the good the good things and then I'll I'll round it out. But I 
did a little bit of uh, part-time work. I want, I'm just going to go through my history on jobs in a sec because this is pretty funny, I think. And this is what I'm getting at with the concrete. I used to do a bit of concreting uh, with Nick on a weekend. When I say a bit of concrete, I literally did concreting twice. He paid me about $200. It was about three or four hours work. At that time, I was really needed the cash and I was balling out. And I thought, I'm pretty tough here. You know, I work in an office through the week. I get to take my shirt off on the weekend, tie my hair back, get a little bit, you know, fucking just concrete, a layer slab, drink a slab, all that. You know, a bit of dare ice coffee before dawn and a couple of pies for brekkie, you know. But concreting as a full-time job really wasn't for me. Now, I'm going to just, I'm going to circle back real quick. I have had a lot of jobs over my years. I'm 30 years old. I've I've had a lot of jobs since I've left school. I started out at Pizza Hut when I was 14. I've worked at Coffee Club. I'm going to run through them really quickly. Then we're going to end this show very, very shortly. I have worked at Telstra for about six weeks selling uh, bullshit on the phones. That was fun. I had to do like a two-week course to get this job. I lasted six weeks all up. I was very horrible at that, and I really didn't like calling um, mom and pop at home in the day, harassing them to upgrade their Telstra uh, account. It was not for me. What else have I done? I was a draftsman for about four years. That was pretty good. I didn't really learn as much as I should have. I then went on to study uh, an associate degree in civil engineering, don't know what I was thinking. I uh, I can read well, and I obviously didn't read the pamphlet because I didn't really think about the mathematics in that. I'm not very good at maths, um, so I didn't do too well. I lasted about eight months doing that. I was right at some subjects, but I failed maths, and I just had a good, long, hard look at myself in the mirror and thought, are you really going to be a fucking engineer? Do you sound like an engineer? You're a bit of an extrovert, and you can't count. So... I then hung up the pencils on the drafting career. What else have I done? I was an account manager at a company selling telecommunication. That was pretty fun. Uh, one of my good friends run that company, so that was pretty cool. Learned a lot in that. Uh, that was a good job. Uh, look, it wasn't for me at the end of the day, but it was good. I learned a lot about business. I learned a lot about uh, you know working in the city, catching the Iron Snake, aka the train, going for beers at lunchtime, just really just knocking boots with the corporate man. That was uh, that was fun. I worked at a pub. I worked at a couple of pubs. That was one of the first jobs I took when I was out of school because I didn't know what the fuck I was going to do. I wasn't going to university. I wasn't getting a trade. I failed at becoming a tradesman because I told the interviewee at the electrical apprenticeship that I wanted to be a rock star. He asked me what my hobbies were. I said, playing guitar. He said, would you like a career in playing guitar? I said, yeah, you shit fucking, you damn skippy. I want a career playing guitar. Have you ever seen rock and roll? It's the sickest thing ever. Evidently, he didn't think I qualified to become an electrician, so... I am not an electrician. And I also had a job for about two weeks. Uh, I thought I was applying for a position at a news agency. It turns out they wanted me to deliver uh, newspapers to rich folk down in Graceville and Shelmer in Brisbane at about 2 a.m. to about 5 a.m., 6 a.m. Uh, that lasted about two two weeks. I really fucking hated that. Uh, that was shit. They used to give me a Suzuki Vitara. One time I lost all the papers out the back uh, and it was pissing down rain. Actually, on my last shift, I've got to be honest, I really just got over it. The rain started, and I just started throwing the papers at random houses. I really didn't care. Put the car back. I hung up the um, I hung up the newspapers that day and I have never stepped foot into a news agency since. I know that's a lie. I have, but I've never delivered another fucking paper. Anyway, print's dead. It's all online. I'd rather send an email anyway. And up to the job I've got now, which I will circle back to the concreting. 
when I really got over my corporate uh, corporate days at the at the box in in town, I just thought this isn't for me anymore. I'm not happy. I wasn't I was unhappy in a lot of areas of my life, but I thought I need a change. You know, I, so I was, I'm fucking best mates with Jordan, who was the boss at the time. His little brother was my 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 sort of superior manager. I was, I was tired of shit with him, and just had a good conversation with them, and that was it. You know, I hung up the um, I hung up the briefcase that that day, and I thought I've got nothing to do. But I was that sort of at the end of my tether that I knew I just had to hang it up and go, I'll find something. The universe will work in my favor and I will sort it out. But hang on, I have been doing concreting uh, on the weekends <laughs> twice. I've been doing concreting on the weekends. And I said, I was like, Nikki, mate, I uh, I think I'm ready to take the plunge. I'm ready to become a concreter. I'm 20 fucking five, six years old. I'm ready to do it. Maybe 27 at the time. I got to be, it was close to 27. I'm ready to do it. I don't know. It must have been a few years ago. Anyway, I'm getting off topic. He was like, yeah, cool. I've got a fucking job for you. And you can be a concrete work for me. I was like, yeah, cool. Sign me up. The first hour into my concreting career, I knew I'd made a terrible mistake. It was one of the worst mornings of my life. And that week as a concreter was possibly one of the hardest I've ever worked physically. One of the hardest I'll ever work physically. And uh, I just hated it. There's nothing I... There was not one thing I liked about it. Um, it was in that moment that I tried anything I could to get a job. Basically, though, uh, when I left when I left the box, I'd email my top 50 clients, and one of them got back, which is now my boss right now. I won't go into what I do, but she offered me the job. I, I honestly, naively, I rejected it right at the start like a total, total fucking idiot. As soon as I did the hour of concrete, I thought, oh my God, I've made a huge mistake. And I just harassed her on the phone and email for a few days. She got back to me because she, she, she still wanted me to take the job. And that was it. And I took that job and I have never looked back. It's the best job I've ever had, the best boss I've ever had. And I'm still here to the day and I love it. I really, really do. But anyway, concreting, Nick, thanks for the shout out, mate. I hope, uh, I hope you're just laying crete and loving it, drinking slabs, laying slabs, all that. Because I fucking hated it. Um, but concrete is a wonderful substance and the world needs it. All right. I think it's about time I, I wrap it up. I really got to be honest. I'm going to end quickly on a, on a good news story. I missed it last week. I realized I missed it last week. Dropkick Murphy's an awesome, awesome band who I follow. I might've mentioned them before. People know that song. I'm shipping up to Boston. They're a great band. Irish Boston. So good. I love them. Check them out. This little story came up. Oh, I don't know where I saw it, but I, it came up the other day. And they've surprised this kid. He was he was a three-year-old, poor little thing. He had he was suffering from cancer. It, look, it breaks my heart. You know, I, I'm a father now. I could not imagine it. So, you know, that's tough to see. And these dudes, man, they, they're just fucking cool dudes. They look like nice dudes, you know. They're such working-class heroes. They just rocked up at this kid's house on the front lawn and just started playing playing music for the family and whoever was there. And and Ken Casey, the the bassist singer, he's up there. I don't know if the kid could go outside or what the setup was or basically I don't know if they could fit in the house playing the music. So they've just set up on the lawn so anyone in the in the neighborhood could see. But he's come up to the window. The kid's sort of sitting on the window, hanging out with all his toys and stuff. And he's singing to this kid, getting the kid to sing. And he's got the kid's toys. He's playing with them. And I was like. What a fucking cool dude, hey, like, and what a cool band. I mean, these guys travel around the world. They get to do what they love. They're, as I said, they're working class heroes. They haven't forgot their roots. Don't forget where you come from. It's important. These guys have not forget where they come from, and they just absolutely love the people. They love the fans. 
look, they've made this kid's day. They made my fucking day. I'm sure they made the parents' day and anybody that was there. I'm sure they made their day by doing it. They look so happy. It was just, for me, it was just an absolute beautiful story. It was so nice to see a band that I absolutely adore. They just went and did this for this beautiful little kid who's suffering. So, look, Dropkick Murphys, you're legends. This kid's a legend. King of the couch. That's me for another week. I'm going to end on that note. That was so good. I'm feeling chirpy as hell. I'm going to finish this nab, go at 100% footy, and go to bed with my beautiful family. King of the couch, signing off. Have a fucking glorious week. I love you all. (laughs) 